This portion of the show is brought to you by American Trailer Company. Check out their great full-line inventory at americantraileraz.com. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome everyone. Thanks for listening. Jeff Orvitz here with Rob Wilson from Timberline Firearms and Training. Rob, how are you doing today? Great. Happy to see some sun and some warmth. Some, and everything melting a little some bit. Some meltage going on that's, finally. That's yep, good. That's good news. I, I finally shoveled out the back of my pickup truck. <laughs> you know it's bad when <laughs> you got to shovel a, the truck. A treat, right? yeah. Yeah. I hope you all had a great weekend. I don't know. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Congratulations to, to KC. Absolutely. Yeah. I watched the second half. The second half. I yeah. guess all you had to watch was the last, you know, the overtime, the, the last little bit. The last 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah it was no, really the, the whole um, thing. I did catch, and we'll get to here in just a second, Biden's comments, I guess. Um, was that a commercial or is that something he made? He put out there, it I think, was a, the White a House released tweet, it. I believe, on the official White House page, okay. a video that they posted there. Instead of the traditional, you know, sit down interview that presidents have been afforded since President Obama, you know, a 20 to 25 minute audience in front of 115 million people, something that normally most politicians would, you know, love to have. President Biden declined that opportunity, instead chose to produce a short little video clip that we'll have to get into. <laughs> we'll get into. Boy. Produces. The, I, I, this thing was heavily edited, all 48 wow. seconds. Yeah, you'll never see him in an interview again, I don't think. Yeah. No, okay. Nothing long. He couldn't do a long-form interview because he'd go off the rails so far, and it's so, even in a scripted environment, you can tell it's just, it's just gone. You know, there's just... Uh, we'll, we'll get into all that. I also want to get into uh, what Arizona so-called public officials' salaries are in the state. Uh, the Arizona Republic, actually, sometimes I criticize them. But in this case, they actually put out a really good database. And Absolutely. they deserve credit of doing all the legwork to gather up all those numbers um, of what city managers make, um, county employees, state employees, university. That was a big one. NAU, yeah. How much does yeah. NAU pay people? And, and does that play a role in the economy in Flagstaff being unaffordable, you know, in our housing problems and how things about, like that? How about U of A with their financial woes and $170 million budget shortfall and what they're paying salaries to um, a lot of sports stuff? Right, um, but there some of the sports I'm looking at. I'm like, is anyone watching these? Is it really drawing in any revenue? And I'm right. not being sexist by saying, you know, how much money does the female basketball team draw in to uh, to to justify the salary that they were paying the a head coach? coach? Who's maybe making a million dollars. Yeah, a year. I, I mean, and it's just what who's watching this stuff? What kind of revenue is there? And obviously, it's not because U of A's in the hole big time, yep. and they've pointed to sports as one of the big things. And as, as yeah, the, one of the big losers. Uh, as a poaching reward out there, we'll get into that bighorn sheep down in southern Arizona. Plus, Rob unearthed a Flagstaff sustainability department report on how we're all going to be driving around happy electric vehicles and everything is just going to be um, hunky-dory going forward and this thing i can't imagine how much they spent on the public official to come up with this monster yeah. of a report Isn't i hope amazing? ai generated this thing i, I, I hope. wonder i hope you have to wonder well they don't pay them to do nothing at all <laughs> we should pay the ai i guess all right uh, it's a good time to head on head on over to sportsman's bar and grill voted best sports bar in flagstaff i'm sure they had a very busy night last night with all those uh, tvs up there i can imagine Imagine. Yeah, um, and they've always got great specials. Got a great special going on right now. I think it's Hot Links on Monday. Uh, don't forget about Taco Tuesday tomorrow, which starts right at lunch. So they lunch through dinner. They run these specials. 
all week long. They've got their great $4 menu as well, so you can get something good on there, and uh, drink specials as well. Sportsman's Bar and Grill, just north of downtown Flagstaff, right there in the Bash's Shopping Center, with plenty of parking. Check it out. Head on up to Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Okay, let's just get, let's play the clip. This is um, Biden. <laughs> Sorry. Our president Our of president. the United yeah. States of America yeah. has this to share. Yeah. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two yes. while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. <laughs> a bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. <laughs> Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the product's little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. Now. Very, very, um, the drum beat is very, yeah. you know, and you should see the video because you look at it and it's like there's take after, it's 48 seconds long for Biden to talk to America to talk about shrinkflation. Now, the only thing I agree with him is something about Americans are suckers or something like that? Americans aren't suckers? Well, apparently he believes they are, because if he yeah. thought that was a message that was going to effectively <laughs> communicate... I, you know, I've done a lot of video editing in the past. Yeah. The number of cuts in that... It's a crazy... It, it's just cut, 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 cut. I don't... Normally, he doesn't say more than about eight words in a row before they cut to a different yeah. shot, which is, you know, editors... Abil- that's what editors use to cover all the gaffes. So... It must have been extremely painful to get the the raw material to put that together yeah. and then edit it. And even then, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, the, everything. The backdrop's terrible. He's got the snacks just, like, organized. It's not like he's watching a game, you know, throwing some Doritos in his mouth or something, you know? And he's, when was the last time President Joe Biden was in a grocery store buying well, exactly. ice cream? Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> what do you know about shrinkflation when your ice cream gets delivered by... Um, you know, a, a, a servant, a commercial somebody, vendor, and, and well, no, somebody brings it to uh, him. Yeah, in, in a bowl, bowl, already prepared, already prepared, and then he eats it with a silver spoon. What does he know about shrinkflation? He has no clue what no kind clue. of container it came out of. Yeah, he has no. He, they, they, you could tell they just put this in front of him and had to say, "Read these four words." Yep, and then cut. And he probably had to do like ten takes. I mean, this was probably like his whole day I, I doing suspect. this. You know, what, what it was probably just, I, I don't know. Did his clothes look different in the end? Did he, did he like have a wardrobe change on this 48 second video? The, give me were, a break. Yeah. It, it looked like he break. needed to shave by the end. Yeah. Of the, so and, and a quote unquote elderly man with poor memory explaining to the American public about shrinkflation, which has happened. I talked about this on Friday show, Rob, um, my son, Owen, mm-hmm. he notices this stuff more than Biden would. Owen noticed that the wheat, bread from a certain store mm-hmm. is all of a sudden smaller it's the same uh it well it's more the price has gone up over the past couple sure. of years right but i and i was like you're you're not you're not kidding me this is i, I took it out and i tried to build a sandwich and it felt like it was like a half slice you know half sandwich mm-hmm. so even owen noticed hey yeah shrinkflation is happening though the companies are making and we're putting less product into the packaging Less chips, less this, less that. The ice cream thing has happened. But 
they're not the cause of this. Uh, they're trying to not raise prices more. Now, I don't particularly agree with that. I hate shrinkflation. I just want you to tell me, hey, if I'm getting a, a half gallon of ice cream, here's what it costs now because of all the input costs exactly. have gone up. Exactly. Don't try to mask it by, yeah. by repackaging it and, and saying this is super concentrated or this is you know some yeah. other yeah. marketing term. Be honest with us as consumers yeah. and let us make the decisions we need to make about our budgets. Don't play these silly games. Don't play these games. But then... Why is shrinkflation happening? Yeah, why did it happen, Biden? Do yeah. you know? Yeah, what do you have any of, clue? Aren't isn't your administration claiming all of these successful um, financial stats now that you fixed our economy? Yeah, well, that's inflation's case, down. Why do we need? Why is shrinkflation happening if he's fixed everything in our economy? Yeah. That, well, how about this? How about nine or ten trillion dollars? That I have to be honest and fair here. Started under Trump. Continued mm-hmm. under Biden, yep. all the money printing that happened during COVID, nine to tw- ten trillion dollars was printed and pumped into the economy. People were told to stay home, so they didn't produce goods and services, and prices went up and up. Look, even though the inflation numbers are coming down, they're not coming down; they're just slowing the increase. Yeah, they're, they're still they're increasing. Not negative numbers, yeah, and exactly. they would have to be negative numbers for a long time. Unbelievable. And so, when they had last Sunday six. 60 Minutes had uh, Federal Reserve Chairman um, uh, Jerome Powell. I almost said Alan Greenspan. I'm going way back now. Or uh, Alan. Yeah, Jer- he had Jer- yeah, right. Uh, was the chair- chairwoman of the uh, Federal Reserve, then became Treasury Secretary. No, no blurring of the lines there. But no. anyway, you know, Powell's out there saying, hey, yeah, inflation's come down some, but, you know, our target is still 2% inflation growth per year. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get to 2% when you had 9% at one point? You're going to have to have negative inflation unless you're telling me those years didn't matter. Right. Because it's still growing at 2 So even if uh, I saw, it was, um, oh, it was a little breakfast. I went I went shopping today with Angela, right? And they had the little like uh, breakfast link sausage things, you mm-hmm. know, like the generic kind of cheap ones that we've bought for years. They were a dollar before COVID. They're two bucks now. Okay. They've doubled. Yeah. They've doubled in what, five years? So even if you tell me that we're going to have 2 to 3% inflation, that means it's going to be what? On top, On top of, of what's already, already grown. Are. Exactly. So yeah, totally, totally clueless. You yep. know, Biden was not connecting with the American people. Not, not in that ad. I, I can't imagine how anyone thought that was a good idea. Okay. Price controls. You think they'll try price controls? They've done this in the past. It fails every time. Um, Absolutely. I don't know if they would, I don't know if it would, it would pass constitutional muster, but sometimes these things run for a long time before it goes to a court, Rob. Well, yeah, you, you get some bureaucrat somewhere to make a decision yeah. and, and, and justify it based on some environmental, climate, whatever policy, mm-hmm. and enact a new rule, not a law, a, a rule, rule yeah. which they don't need Congress's authority for, and then they start enforcing that rule. Yeah, <laughs> and they enforce that rule for sometimes you know three, four, five, six, seven, eight years before it can get to a Supreme Court and be told, "Oh, never mind. Sorry, we didn't realize we didn't realize that was actually unconstitutional." Yeah, or we disagree with you, but okay. Yeah, our bad. Yeah, right. They won't even say that. They in won't the, even apologize. In the interim, all the damage is done. All right. So, is Kamala Harris? Are they setting up Rob Kamala Harris? Uh, because here's. The Wall Street Journal came out with an interview with with Kamala, and she said she's, quote-unquote, ready to serve. So with everything that's happened in the past 
what, what about a week? Well, really, past three years. Yeah. But everything that's happened in the past week with Biden, which is, you know, the report that came out, hey, we're not going to charge him for the classified top secret, documents. you know, classified documents that were in his garage by his, was it Mustang or Corvette? Corvette. By his Corvette, because he's an elderly, where'd that quote go? Elderly, I want to get this right. Elderly man with a poor memory. They yeah. have poor memory too, but he's an elderly man with poor memory. So they basically didn't charge him. It's like, well, wait a second. I don't care if he's got poor memory or not. Did he? Well, and, and here's the problem. When those documents were moved into that garage, some of them were from back when he was a senator. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago. That was go ahead, 11 plus years, 12 yeah. years yeah. ago. And are we saying he was an elderly man with poor memory 12 years ago? Because no, that's when the crime no, was committed. No. I, I've seen videos of him, Rob. And back then, he was he was sharp. Yeah. I mean, in a, in a political, you know, I've been in, in politics my whole life way. And, but he could string sentences together back then. Right. And he knew then that, and some of that information, they did say in that report, was top secret compartmentalized information. Mm-hmm. So special compartmentalized inf- SCI. It means that it's super sensitive information that only particular people that are read into that program are supposed to have access to. Okay. It's one of the highest classifications of material that we have. And yet he thought it was okay to have that in his home. And they said it was stored in boxes with things he routinely accessed. So he would have seen the markings on those documents because that type of material is clearly marked as to what it yeah, is. But the garage door is locked. Uh, well, as long and, as the and he had the boxes taped. I mean, Oh. With duct tape, which comes off easily, but yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and it was sitting there on. Well, and the other thing he did is apparently he read from journals that he kept yep. while he was vice president, with that same level of information recorded in those journals to his biographer. Hmm. So not only, him. Not only him. does he have that information, he has shared it illegally with other people. Yep, for his own personal benefit. Yet. Nope, no right, charges. No, quote, elderly man with a poor memory. You're not going to charge him because of that. Well, then I don't think he can should be president. And I think they're setting this up. Look, I don't know what's going to happen, but, I mean, he clonked his head on uh, Marine One today getting out, which, okay, I mean, I've clonked my head on plenty of things, too. But it's just it just keeps happening every day, and you see that commercial with the shrinkflation, you mm-hmm. just, you're just like, this guy is not there. So then Kamala Harris comes out in this Wall Street Journal article, and she says, Quote, I am ready to serve. There's no question about that when asked about if she could step in or mm-hmm. however they worded that, right? Adding that every anyone everyone who observes her work walks away fully aware of my capacity to, to lead. Well, I don't know about that. Well, they're aware. Yeah. They're, they're aware of her capacity. Yeah. And it's pretty darn low. <laughs> it's pretty, it is pretty low. And, but this is, I think she's kind of jumping in here because this is probably her only opportunity to become president and ever have any, I guess, furtherance of political career at this point? Because what, after vice president, what's left? Yeah. You're, you're not doing anything else after this. And what, what is she, in her 50s, 60s? I guess, I'd imagine yeah. she's definitely a heck of a lot younger than, than Biden. So is she making a play here that, hey, I'm ready? Because if he all of a sudden comes out here in the next few weeks or a couple months before the, um, you know, the convention, the Democrat mm-hmm. convention, and, 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 and then she's there, then she's obviously going to be the one. Right. That, that they're going to have to run, even though she's a train wreck. But, you know, these politicians, they're they are all about ego and their self-centered world. 
I think she sees this as her opportunity. She better get in this and start maybe fighting for this thing. There, I could be wrong. Yeah, there is nobody cheering for uh, Article 24, 25, excuse me, yeah, more than her. Uh, investigation than her. Yeah. She would be, who stands to benefit the most? Yeah. The woman that would become president of the United States. Yeah. That's the person that would. And I, I and she needs it. Uh, she, she needs it to, to continue to do something here. Because the, clearly the party has shut the door on her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She is yeah. not going to get the support from her party to to try to run if, for some reason, Biden can't. They if they not, take it to the convention, yeah, they are she not has. To, do she that. would have to be sworn in for this to happen. Then, then she's gonna she's gonna be the one. She'll be a train wreck. Look, eighty a survey came out, a poll came out. Eighty six percent say Biden's too old. Eighty six of America. Eighty six percent of America says he's he's too old. Fifty um, something percent said Trump's too old. You know, I saw. In a number of sources today, um, at the news, the news programs yesterday, they you know they run all the political shows. The big new push is he's only four years older than Trump. He's That's not, yeah, what they're saying. Well. <laughs> it's, we're only talking about four years difference here, and 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 no, actually, we're not. We're talking about the cognitive ability of yeah. two different people that are on two different planets, worlds apart. That, yeah, look, you, you, we've all known people that have been way too young in their 50s, 60s, and they get into some kind of um, dementia-type situation or, or cognitive issues sure. in their 70s, maybe in their 60s, maybe in their 80s. There's, they're worlds apart. They may only be four years apart, but they're, they might as well be four million miles apart when it comes to cognitive ability. That, that should be clear. I even talked to some people this weekend who are, are diehard um, Democrats mm-hmm. and definitely on the left, definitely were strong Biden supporters the first time, and they're like, he's got to go. He's too old. So even the, the, the really hardcore, you know, people that have been there to support him are saying he's got to go. So I, I, I think a play might be coming, but I could be wrong. He's the ego of these people. But I don't think the ego is there for him anymore. I think it's the people dragging him along. Oh, sure. At this point. Oh, sure. All right. If you get a rock ship in your windshield, which is very likely nowadays, with <laughs> this time the roads are a train wreck in flags in the city. Yeah, yeah, the we, side roads. We got Woo. one coming up from Phoenix last week. Oh, did you get one? All right, go over to I Diamond Auto Glass. Just replaced recently. So. You did just do that. Yeah, so now yep. we get to get a free rock oh, chip fix. Did you do the whole windshield through Diamond? Yeah. Okay, so Rob went and did Diamond Auto Glass, did the whole windshield, um, and now he's got a rock chip. So get ready, Diamond Auto Glass. Rob's coming over there <laughs> because you don't even need an appointment once you do this. Right. It takes 10 to 15 minutes. You just zip on in. It's right there on 4th Street in Flagstaff. And you're good to go. Yep. Yep. 928. No sure inflation there. 928 <laughs> What did Was the windshield smaller? <laughs> it's like just got a little porthole now. Yeah, <laughs> 928-779-4140. 928-779-4140. Or go to the difference is clear.com. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. I was actually just pulling up my schedule. It's not next week, but the week after, February uh, 20th or so, I've got Kim Dawson from Nova Home Loans coming back on the show. We've got a lot to talk about. I think the rates have finally started coming down some. I've a heard little bit, yeah. Getting down in the sixes and stuff. We'll get the update from Kim Dawson of Nova Home Loans. If you're looking to refinance your home or maybe consolidate those high-rate credit cards, I don't think those are coming down much. If you're already in a house and you can consolidate that all together into one loan and get a lower payment, um, you, you got to be looking at that. Why don't you call Kim? 
Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. See if she can help you out. Mention a Jeff Orvich. She'll get $250 off the lender's fee at closing. Call Kim at 928-310-6458. 928-310-6458. Or go to novahomeloans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NMLS 697411. Nova Home Loans, NMLS 3087BK number 090242. Equal housing opportunity. Subject credit approval terms and conditions may apply. Rob Wilson here with me from Timberline Firearms and Training. Let me get your take on, and I think I talked about it on Friday's show, the Hawaii State Supreme Court ruling, and I had an article from February 8th from Reuters that the court upheld the state's law that generally prohibits carrying a firearm in public without a license, and in the process um, criticized the U.S. Supreme Court, et cetera, et cetera, of course. What, did you read the this issue? I, I did. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm fairly familiar with it. Um, in this case, there was a, an individual, uh, it's kind of important to know the background sometimes. So there was an individual who was apparently trespassing at a zipline place when they were closed. Okay. The owner saw that on his, his little hidden video camera, called the police, and then responded. Coincidentally, the owner had an AR-15 that he held the trespasser at bay with until the police showed up. How dare he? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the police show up, and one of the people that was there, um, turns out his last name is Wilson, no relation. Uh, <laughs> Rob's. No relation whatsoever. You got a place to stay in Hawaii there? No. <laughs> uh, he admits to the police, hey, I've got a handgun tucked into my, my uh, waistband here. I use that for personal defense. And that was the start of this case. Okay. And so they uh, charged him with several offenses. One is in Hawaii, in order to have a firearm, you have to have a permit to have that firearm. Uh Concealed or any any gun? even to purchase a firearm, you, you're supposed to have a permit to purchase. Okay, there's several states that have that. And his in this case, he said, "I moved here from Florida, where I purchased the firearm legally, and I've never applied for anything. So I, um, you, you know, you can't charge me with that because I didn't buy the gun here." Mm-hmm. Now, you know, legal wrangling back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It, go, it works its way up through the. Uh, uh, courts in Hawaii, and it's up in front of the Hawaii Supreme Court. The Hawaii Supreme Court made some pretty bold statements about the fact that the U.S. Constitution isn't all, you know, all-encompassing, all-authoritative, and that it is there to be referred to and referenced when necessary, but doesn't tell Hawaiians how they have to live. We read those words differently, they said, than the current United States Supreme Court. Yep. They also said, we hold that in Hawaii. There is no state constitutional right to carry a firearm in public, which I say, yet yeah, perhaps, but there is a U.S. Constitution. There a called the, there's the Second right. Amendment. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay. The, the Second Amendment clearly states, and as a result of both Heller and Bruin decisions from the Supreme Court, um, they've said that you do have a right to have a firearm, you do have a right to have it in your home and on your person for personal offense. It has nothing to do with um, any kind of militia or anything else. Um, it's really clear in those two findings, and that's why um, this Hawaii finding is, is flying directly in the face of it. And in the Heller decision, they even said states can't override this. Yeah, so they anticipated states trying, trying to do to, this, and that's exactly so what happened. It's going to end up in the Supreme Court, and it's going to lose. Has it even? It, wouldn't they just say no? We, we we're not going to hear this because we've already decided on this. 
um, decision made. So they got to hear this again. I don't know. You and, know. and refer back to the other decision. I mean, it just, it'll work through the process though. And maybe go through this, the, the, like the, whatever, wherever they are, they're not circuit hope or whatever. Does. I hope yeah. it does. But you know, the Supreme court only picks certain cases every year. That's, that's true to hear. And, yeah. and we're still waiting on the Trump one getting kicked off the ballots. Yeah. And that, and, and ballot. if there is such a thing as an emergency decision to be oh, made, they got to do that quick. Yeah. Yeah. Deadlines looming. So interesting. And I thought that that all came about because certain cities had certain uh, gun restrictions. Heller was based on Washington, D.C., okay, and yeah. then Bruin was New York City. Yeah, so um, they yep. know it. They don't care, though, right? They don't. They just don't care. They don't. So there you go. Hawaii's a beautiful place for mm, seven to ten days. <laughs> right? It's, I mean, it's seven to ten days, yeah. and then you're you're good. Just just come prepared with dollars. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of money. It's going to be as expensive. Well. All right. Uh, if you need a new uh, new to you smartphone, stop by my good friends at Just Wireless in West Flagstaff on Milton Avenue. Uh, if you want to get your existing smartphone fixed, your charging port, maybe you need a new battery. That's usually the big one. They get that zipped in there. Your phone starts working a lot better, and it lasts more than three and a half seconds. Uh, <laughs> crack screens as well. Stop by Just Wireless right there on Milton Avenue. Avenue. Visit them too at uh, justwirelessaz.com. More to come. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Forward Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Allstate Insurance Agency in Flagstaff. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. I hit the red this weekend. I was actually over in Laughlin. Ah. Yeah. I don't go there too much, but we're meeting some family there. A little nicer weather. Yeah, there's snow down to about Kingman, right outside of Kingman. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it was uh, plastered everywhere. Uh, even the mountains around Laughlin, and then you could see Vegas, like north of Vegas, they've got those mountains there. I could yep. see it. I mean, it was just boom, you know? Yeah. It's so obvious when you're out. The desert's beautiful when it's got all the snow I was going to say, it, it, it like definitely that. Mother Nature never never um, lacks it in her no. creativity. In Arizona, I mean, she, yeah. It's amazing. Um, so, yeah, roads are beat. Um, I know some of you drive, especially after you get past, like, um, like Ash Fork, Seligman, just beat to hell. Yeah. Um, I-40. And then the road that goes over to, from Kingman to Laughlin, I mean, that was right. I took Angela's little mini. Mm. That was almost a mistake. I mean, there was a couple, and there's no spare tire in that thing. It's like the run flat tires. Uh-oh. Right? And um, you had to pay attention. I mean, it's like, you know, Golden Valley there is like eight miles of straight, and you just want to, like, take a nap while you drive. You actually have to pay attention because the, the roads are so bad. Throughout, you could cause all physical damage to your car. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been, it would have broke the axle on that little thing, <laughs> you know. But it's a, it's a fun, fast car, and uh, maybe not as fast as the electric vehicles that they're pushing. I see you came up with this monster here, Rob, or you didn't. The electric vehicles and community charging overview, which hit the the, the streets in December from the Flagstaff Sustainability Division, which I just recently highlighted on this program. They have a lot of staff, don't they? 11 uh, staff members. It grew from, when I was on the council there, Rob, they had one staff member that was like hawking rain barrels. You know, that was like the big thing. Everybody's got a rain barrel, right? And now they've grown to this 11 staff behemoth that consumes about 5% of the city's general fund. 
five percent people five cents of every tax dollar you paid as a city of flagstaff is going to sustainability yeah you know for the general fund you know it's it's yeah you could you could say that five percent of the general fund yeah getting getting so they can come up with this monster of a here's the overview why it matters that we're going to switch to all electrical vehicles so you looked at this probably a little more than i did rob what's the plan here by 2035 oh here it is here it is here it is yeah by 2035, they want to have us, um, you know, the majority of the, uh, or 2030, I'm sorry. 2030, 30%. 30% of the vehicle miles in, in the city of Flag are going to come from EV miles. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. And, and you know, look at this chart. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Okay. It, you, know, you know, the one thing they don't talk at all about in this chart, other or in this whole presentation, other than this one slide, is that big blue chunk there that says it's the, the biggest reduction in carbon dioxide is something called carbon dioxide removal okay well i get not producing as much but how is the city planning on removing carbon dioxide because mm. this the biggest drop in carbon dioxide is as a result of that not of evs not of, of reducing waste not of any of those things the carbon dioxide removal is more than everything else combined maybe they're going to plant a lot of trees or something i don't know where the water will come from well they've talked about capturing carbon dioxide and pumping it underground where carbon dioxide sequestration yeah but you know um wh- wh- how do you store that underground we don't have like don't is there thinking, caverns under there or something well, that what i'm, I'm unaware of is is perhaps we have a, a great new idea here for the city of flagstaff is we can pump carbon dioxide into the aquifer and then all of our water will be sparkling water <laughs> it'll be the big uh <laughs> yeah yeah no, that's actually a pretty good idea i whenever i hear about carbon sequestration and they're gonna like capture this and store it somewhere i just think yeah, but eventually that's just going to leak out. You get something's going to go wrong with this. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah, and and how much carbon can you actually store before you run out of room? And have you dug like in a lot of areas in Flagstaff? It depends. There's a lot of ledge and things like that, but there's also a lot of areas where there's like like hundreds of feet of cinders. I like got by you. Yeah, you know, it's like well, you're not going to store it, and I, I don't understand. Absolutely not. I know we got the lava tube off 180. That'll yeah, fill I up guess pretty you quick. Put a cap on that. Put a cap on that thing. Full. Yeah, and then and then yeah, maybe we'll. We'll, we'll bottle our drinks there, like you said. There you go. Maybe the the local bottle company will go out there and wouldn't it know, be great if that, that if that free um, mountain water tap thing there on the way down to Sedona on the eighty nine? Okay, uh, have you you've seen that? I have no idea. No, about halfway down, there's a naturally flowing well. Okay, on the right hand side of the road, there's always cars parked here filling up water jugs. Oh, really? It's a natural spring. Wouldn't it be great if that was sparkling water? Is that on 89? Yeah. Oh, okay. 89A going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah. the switchbacks. Huh, why, why don't I know that? Yeah, you should. I know a lot about this area, and there's yeah. so much I don't That's know. why there's always cars parked there with people with water jugs. Oh, I thought there was something else going on there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so they're going to, yeah, the, what do we do about all that? And then there's the next slide is a picture of, of course, a, a little a cute girl, little girl who has the mask on, and then next to her is, um, or just the mask almost on, next to her is a smoke-filled slide smoke of, a, of a truck. Oh, Those evil pickup trucks. Is that your truck? <laughs> I think that might be Rob's truck. Uh, yeah, probably. So the evil truck, you know, is causing problems. Probably going to have to use diesel, by the way, to drill any and and dig holes to do the carbon sequestration. Oh, yeah. But that's just my guess. Um, what is an electric vehicle? They had so they to go explain that to city council because yeah. they weren't sure they understood what an electric Hybrid vehicle is. Hybrid or plug-in, is. you know, yeah. okay, going on here. 
uh, market trends for every, this is what they claim at the Flagstaff Sustainability Department, for every 10 light-duty vehicles sold in the U.S., one is an EV. I don't think that's accurate. And and we can pretty much guarantee it's not because Ford's cutting production <laughs> yeah. on all of the, the number one best-selling pickup truck in the United States, a Ford F-150. <laughs> Ford has just announced they're cutting way back yeah. on the... The, well, why would it do that? Because it's working so good, and so I many people so. are buying them. Because Ford doesn't want to make money. Well, yeah, when you have a successful a product, game. you usually want to. Maybe, maybe it's shrinkflation. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, the EV market share in Arizona less than one percent. Yeah, so less than one in a hundred cars in Arizona. But it says e- Arizonans are buying more EVs, which is true. Because the number is so small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, market trends. This is what you were just talking about. They say auto manufacturing commitments only sell zero emission vehicles by 2035. That's a GM, they're it's saying. A, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, that's never going to happen. That's, that's not going to happen. That is. <laughs> yeah. 50% of sales by 2030 for Ford. Who's Stellantis? Is Stellantis that the, is that the old Ram, Chrysler? Okay. Fiat. Um, BMW and, and v, v, uh, v Volkswagen. Um, and 40% of EVs are going to be, there, it's going to be 40% of their cars sold their EVs by 2030 for Nissan and Subaru. So let's just go at 50% here. No, it's not going to happen. No. I don't see that happening. It's 2024. Yeah. And, Fantasy and world. They're saying in, in 10 years for those, for two of them. Yeah. So uh, not in 10, I mean in six years. Six years. Yeah. They're going to jump from 1%. To 50%. to 50 and 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 100 percent for gm by 2035 yeah 10, Not, 10 years from now and so apparently gm doesn't plan on selling any heavy trucks any pickup trucks any heavy equipment any anything else that has to have diesel how how are we going to function as a society and not starve to death from i would, would say our own stupidity but their stupidity and coincidentally, in the same, I think it was the same meeting um, in the agenda packet, they approved the purchase of a new um, bulk waste transfer truck because now we're shipping all of our recycling from here down to Phoenix. Because nobody wants to in, do this recycling. In diesel anymore. trucks. Oh, it's not battery? No. And, oh, and they're, they're buying a new one. And one of the statements they had to include in there is, we, ins- we investigated the, op- the ability to buy a battery-powered Diesel or truck to, to go down to Phoenix and back with a you know thirty tons of recyclables. Yeah, none exist, and the the market is terrible, and yeah, they don't. The exist. supply chain is terrible, and well, maybe the government can step in and fix that, right? Well, if the government buys enough of them, they'll fix all those. Yeah, problems. they'll fix. They'll waste so, all our tax dollars fixing that problem. How many batteries does it take to haul thirty tons of waste? Probably thirty tons. Yeah. <laughs> you would need to tow behind a whole other thing. Oh man. Okay. Um, they're saying that. Um, EV ranges are going up, which they are, but they, they, there's a lot of environmental factors you got to take in, like cold weather. Yeah, and you, you've had Bruce Sittinger on here a lot, and he drives electric vehicles a lot. He yeah. has actual real-life practical experience with them. They're saying the average range for an EV is 291 miles. Now, of course, that's way above all of them except the Lucid. The Lucid, the 90,000-plus starting point car, Mm -hmm. has, what do they say, 500-mile range. So that average has jumped way high because of one car that nobody can afford to buy. Yeah, yeah. Bruce never gets 291 miles, even in his Teslas, which are the next best. No. He talks about having to charge between here and Phoenix. Yeah, and I when look, he comes up the hill, I, I've seen this. I've been around too long to see so many companies pop up during some kind of peak um, bubble type thing. Yep, uh, think the tech boom, think housing, think you, you name it. This has gone on. I get concerned about any of them other than the major ones and probably Tesla. I don't know Lucid. I, I can't. I can't say where they're going to be. I just know that in the past, a lot of companies during a boom, you don't know. 
you're going to have this vehicle. Are they going to be around? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Ten, ten years from now, will yeah. there be any spare parts for this vehicle? Because I, exactly. some percentage of those companies are going to go bankrupt and go out of business. Yeah. And then they got pricing on EVs here in this report from the Flagstaff Sustainability Department. But they note that there's a federal tax credit of $7,500 per vehicle. Right? That's, that's your tax dollars. That's your money. So somebody, there, somebody else, somebody else to yeah, buy a car. Somebody else is subsidizing your, your vehicle, according to them. Um, and then they're saying that cheaper, it's cheaper to fuel and maintain average lifetime savings, according to this report of EVs is six to $10,000. I might add though, that you had to get a $7,500 tax credit other people's money yeah. and then you're telling me you're going to save between six and ten grand you ain't saving jack you lost fifteen hundred i know on the low end which these guys are always wrong uh, oh, with their estimates these, yeah these numbers yeah. are as cherry picked and as, as exactly po- positive as possible so there's no savings here you know if you take out the tax credit which is real money yeah your money comes from somewhere somebody else's money there's no savings on every this time you see somebody driving an electrical vehicle you should say they should be saying thank you to you because you paid seventy five hundred dollars the cost of that vehicle for them yeah okay they go into charging um that there's more and more places to plug these in mm-hmm. um and the challenges they list are uh, range anxiety, material sourcing, and model availability. I'd say material sourcing is one of the biggest challenges that yeah. these EV people face. Yeah, and, you know, things like lithium, yeah. one of the key components of the batteries. Um, there's options for new ways to get some lithium here in the United States instead of overseas in environmentally friendly ways. But guess what? Battles. Everybody's against that kind of an idea. We don't want any lithium production, just like we don't want to have any uranium production. Yeah. God forbid we actually mine something responsibly because now we understand the problem and actually solve a problem for our energy. All these cars have to be charged. If we went to all electric cars by 2030 and 35, like they're saying, there's no way our infrastructure could charge them. You would have to juice up more nuclear power plants, um, but they're talking about... uh, Six years from now, 10 years at the, the largest, which GM's yep. plan, you would have to build multiple nuclear power plants around the country to power this thing. Just to charge cars. I don't know how long it takes to get, and we've had energy experts on before. Um, Rob, you've had experience with um, on submarines. Yep. With, with, uh, I, I don't know how long it takes to build a nuclear-powered submarine, but I imagine a nuclear power plant takes a decade plus it does to get through the process right okay are are the plans in right now no because they better be no and and we've only just started building new nuclear power plants in the last few years yeah there's a couple that are under construction right now but for a you know a couple decades well three miles freaked everyone out right there was a moratorium on it and and we're still not doing it smart everybody's designing their own custom there's only one palo verde nuclear power plant nobody else ever built one anything like that Mm -hmm. so everything there is unique to it and therefore it's super expensive to maintain yeah if we had a u.s government approved small medium and large size reactor plant that everybody was using and that all the parts were common to and all the training would be common to all the documentation we could save so much nuclear would would fall so much in price um, but yeah, but if everyone's really nilly, that. yeah, it's it's just like, it's like you know you deal with firearms, obviously at Timberline. It, some people like to buy similar uh, firearms, so you have interchangeable parts. And right. The military, for example, yeah, there's a reason why they well, use the same thing. It's, it there's makes a perfect reason sense. Everybody doesn't drive a custom car. It's yeah. because everybody would have to get custom parts. Imagine what that would cost. Yeah, yeah. and Palo Verde is an awesome. I, I had a chance to tour that. Oh yeah, awesome. 
thing to see and it's amazing technology, but technology has also advanced a bunch and we can do this so much more efficiently, so much better. All right. So that's, that's the thing. We're going to be 20, uh, Flagstaff along with many other communities by 2030, 30%. Mm-hmm. Uh, electric vehicles not going to happen uh, by 2035 GM is going to be all electric I, nope. that is just crazy the shareholders should be up in arms nope. alright if your heater goes out call my good friends at Gettles High Desert Mechanical it's a family owned company it's been uh, doing business in central and northern Arizona for decades and decades uh, they'll get your heater back up and running 928-567-2200 they also will do uh, New heaters, new HVAC systems, um, new construction, custom design, retrofitting as well. Plus, don't forget about plumbing. You need plumbing services. Call Gettles High Desert Mechanical, 928-567-2200, or go to Gettles, G-O-E-T-T-L-S, GettlesHDM.com. All right, hang tight. Back in just a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show Rob Wilson's here with me from Timberline Firearms and Training. Oh, today's the it's the twelfth. It is. That means Valentine's Day. Is two days up. from now is Valentine's Day. February, it's still February fourteenth. Is yeah, that sure? Is it the same? As far as I know nobody's is it the same that. every year. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the? You've got the deal going on out there. This is a fun thing to, to go out and do. Yeah, we've we've got a, a big discount on being able to shoot a machine gun. So oh, okay. If if you've never had an opportunity to shoot a machine gun before in your life. Come on out. We work with you one-on-one. Our instructor, you know, right side-by-side with you and let you, your your significant other, your friend, your whatever, yeah. shoot a machine gun. So instead of $100, it's $75. It's a great way to start off your day with a big rock and roll kind of experience. You're both a couple, both get to shoot it. Yeah. Okay. It comes with two magazines, so you each get a shot. Okay. Well, that's it. what says I love you more than... Than shooting a machine gun. A thir- is it 30 rounds or 20? Um, 25 20. rounds in the MP5, which is a 9 millimeter, okay. and 30 rounds each for the uh, M4. Okay, 30 rounds. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you could do that. And um, how long does it take to. Uh, well, they fire that? at 600 rounds per minute. Okay, so. So it's about 10 rounds a second. 10 rounds a second. So three seconds? Yeah. See, I, I'm having a trouble with um, movies because mm-hmm. they're firing automatic for like minutes <laughs> it's amazing how i'm like what is that how long is that magazine unlimited ammunition yeah, capacity and is- somehow or another they found ammunition that has zero recoil have you oh, ever yeah, noticed yeah, yeah. nothing you, recoils you told me they're adding all that hmm? they're adding all that huh digitally like the the, no, fla- the, recoil, the flash yes but nobody's gun jumps nobody's you don't have any actual recoil huh. in the gun that's amazing. Hollywood. All right, get on out to Timberline. Get this Valentine's Day special. It's really cool. Uh, we got more next hour, including, oh, what they make in Arizona. Yeah. Public officials. How your, much are you your paying mind's people gonna be like, work for you? Really? Really? All right, hang tight. Back in just a few minutes.
Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orton Show. Portions of this show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. Remember to catch the podcast by looking up The Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area. This portion of the show is brought to you by Diamond Auto Glass, where the difference is clear.com. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome back. Hour two of the show. Jeff Orvid's here. Rob Wilson from Timberline Firearms and Training is with me as well. I am. It is a Monday, Rob. Yep. I forgot to uh, prime and, and um, push Hello? that we were going to have Councilmember Lori Matthews from the city of Flagstaff on in the beginning of the second hour, and she's going to be with us in just a second. Always has great perspectives. Rob told me to blame Isabel, yeah. which is mean <laughs> because she's like asleep right now. It's like yeah. middle of the night there. She does such she's a good job a con- scheduling. Half a world away. Yeah, she's about 10 hours time difference. So we'll get to Lori Matthews here in just a second. And we, we're going to hit on the salaries. Yep. Of public official, not public, well, yeah, yeah, um, public employees throughout the state of Arizona. Was Lori on there? I know because the city of Flagstaff Flag didn't, didn't provide the data, but she wasn't on the top, right? Because of council members yeah. and, and things, you know, but some of these professors, right, and uh, places like that, it's astounding numbers. So, actually, we'll if anything, council members are probably underpaid. Of, of all the people on this list, I would say the council members probably it, it is, it is pretty, it is pretty rare. Um, what do you got a zoning thing in front of a lawyer or something? No, I'm just no, kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> it is pretty rare for me to talk about pay of public elected officials, though, but I'd say some council members in the state and, um, the legislature. Mm-hmm. I know you could have disagreements with the legislature, but it's like twenty four thousand a year. Yeah, to go down there, and it's just it hasn't been raised in like decades, and, and have half the state hate you. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. matter which side, as you're long on. as you couple with term limits, I don't want them in there. Like you get to the county board, then they're making like eighty something thousand. I'm like, okay, come on, yeah. this shouldn't be a Paid forever full time assistant. Yeah. Term limits, term Solution. limits. All right, yeah. love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Let's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Thinking about selling your home in the Flagstaff area? You know who I would call, and that's Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by EXP. She does a great job for all her clients. She makes sure that you get absolute top dollar for your home. And the market's changed like it always does, Rob. Absolutely. This thing is just zipping along, changing all the time. I think she's on later this week, actually, to give us uh, a big real estate market update. You want to get your home sold? You want somebody who has the passion and the knowledge to get that done and put all the effort that her and her team puts in to get it out there, get it in front of as many people as possible. That's what it means um, when you when you call Kelly Broadus, and that's why she gets these things sold quicker than anybody out there. Uh, give her a call right now, 888-446-5602. That's 888-446-5602. Or go to northernarizonafinehomes.com. You can also get an instant valuation on your home when you go there. All right, let's welcome back to the program. Flagstaff City Council Member Lori Matthews. Council Member, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Jeff? 
I hope you're having a better Monday than us. <laughs> We're well, I just today. got back from a vacation, so it is a big for Monday you. for me just to get back in the groove. That's good. And hi, Rob. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. So let's start with this one because I hadn't heard about this, and I guess there was some controversy at one of the public library. Well, what do we got? Two public libraries in the city? Yeah. But the, but, but the, the library, yeah, you guys have two, right? And then like a bookmobile. Downtown and 4th Street. Okay. I haven't been to the library in a while. What, what happened? Well, um, a couple of weeks ago, and thank goodness for, you know, parents that are staying on top of this, um, a parent um, notified us that at our East Library location, um, there was going to be an event held for uh, kids uh, transitioning, um, how to legally change their name. And uh, the problem was that it was for all ages with no parental consent requirements. Hmm. Um, we, management uh, that oversees the library activities and stuff, had no idea uh, that this event was going on, which now makes me suspect on some events that happened last year that were in similar um, subject matter that these events had been going on without getting the proper approvals. And of course, um, we had to you know, we shut it down right away because uh, we're not going to hold that type of event without uh, parental consent for people under 18 years old. So we got, and we got a lot of flack from it too, but hmm. I was glad that we caught it and uh, we shut it down before it happened. People were mad that you weren't going to allow people under the age of 18 to change their name without their parents' permission. Is that, is that what you're right, saying? Yeah. To have huh. a free, uh, uh, meeting um, to show uh, minors how to change their name if they're transitioning um, to whatever um, sex they want to identify in. Um, and they it was free for all ages. And so uh, there was no asterisk that says, you know, under 18, you must have a parental consent or anything. And so that's what allowed us to shut it down. Lori, I know that uh, the city pays a lot of attention to what happens in its public-owned sp- spaces, and uh, so I'm surprised to hear that the library would be hosting an event and be able to say they didn't know that was what was going on. It sounds as if the city's endorsing this and, in effect, providing free legal advice to minors um, without their parents knowing anything about it. Is that accurate? Yeah, you know, I don't know a lot of the details that came, of course, across our uh notifications when the parent um, caught it and sent in a complaint and then uh, the department head responded saying they were not aware. Uh, They reached out to our legal counsel and um, were confirmed that in fact that could not be conducted on city-owned property without parental consent. Now, they, it sounds like they could have hosted this meeting or this event if they would have required parental consent, but uh, that was what allowed us to um, shut down the event. And we got a handful of emails from people who thought that that was very wrong of us to um, prohibit kids from learning how to change their name when they're transitioning. And you said, uh, Councilmember Matthews, that 
the management wasn't aware of it, but who set it up? Was it an outside group or was it somebody down the food chain? Somebody working at the library okay. is okay. how I understand it. Yeah, local staff. Yeah, okay. So they just, you know, working on events and programs and stuff and just kind of slapped it on there hoping Thought, oh, that. Yeah, this uh, is fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, nobody would pay attention. Yeah. Somebody- <laughs> so it sounds like a great fair request coming up that uh, the city have some type of policies about you know, parental consent and things like that, that could be clear to all city employees. So that's a future agenda item. doesn't happen. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a great suggestion. I mean, we don't need the fair, the future agenda item discussion um, as far as identifying that it's, you can't legally do that. And we won't allow that type of, of activity or event to happen without parental consent, but yeah. something to help clarify the language definitely needs to be written for staff members that seem to have full reign on, on activities in their department. Well, yeah. And I don't think you can't legally change your name under 18 anyway. I, I'm not a lawyer, but perhaps there's a way well, we, maybe well, we yeah, should well, go well, to that meeting. We can find see, out. Okay? Yeah, I, I guess. See, if we, if we would have had the event, you could have gone to it and found out. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- thanks for, thanks for ruining that for us. Now we don't yeah. know. <laughs> okay. So you stopped that. This is happening all over though. I, I, I dealt with folks who were fighting this as a different issue, but it was, it was underage pushing in Cottonwood. Yep. Um, we had, we had folks on, on that issue where the, they were using a city facility for an underage you know drag show. And people are like, wait, this is a city facility and this is underage. This, this is this doesn't make sense. Um, we've heard all over the place. I know Kirk Cameron does goes around the country yep. uh, with the um, the drag time story hour stuff. Not him, but he's you know covering he, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are pushing that. Okay. Well, thanks for yeah. stepping up on that one. I'm glad that's because. Um, kids are so vulnerable and then it's like you got somebody just doing this stuff go ahead rob and, and it shows how important it is um for parents to be paying attention yeah. to these kinds of things yeah. had someone not notified you Lori, um that probably would have happened, happened. Yeah. who knows what kinds Absolutely. of additional problems that could have created um in probably already challenging situations between parents and their kids so um, I would encourage all the parents out there to, to stay ever vigilant about yeah, what your kids are seeing, what they're doing, what they have access to, and, and what's being presented to them. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I agree. All right. We're talking with Flagstaff City Councilwoman Lori Matthews. I just got back, um, did a, um, met some family members over in um, Laughlin. The roads are just beat beat the heck um interstate 40 and whatever road that is that goes over to laughlin um roads are going to get beat up in the, the city of flag but I, I know they're talking about there's construction going on on when you come into town they're doing like some roundabout or something i believe Lori. um is and they're going to do that in the summer and block it all off i this is going to be kind of a disaster in flagstaff at the same time oh, they yeah, open in and, and out you know yeah, the in and sadly, out. <laughs> so the in and out. And, and sadly, to put it in perspective, uh, staff is call, saying that we're going to be called the yellow or orange cone um, city because we have so many major construction projects that are all going to happen overlap or at the same time that's going to create a nightmare if you try to go downtown. We have the um, right now we're working on the Beulah Boulevard extension and, and realignment, and they're going to do an underpass there as well. But then just go down a little bit further and um, under the railroad bridge on Milton, they're realigning um, the railroad tracks. We're putting in an underground pedestrian um, path. Oh, wow. And 
Yeah. And then we've got the downtown mile safety and connectivity, um, which is part of that. And mm. so um, there's probably four me. I don't even know how I'm going to get into the city hall to go to city uh, council meetings because, uh, you know, it's wonderful that we got all these projects um, going finally. I mean, the Rio de Flag project's been 20 years in the making and that itself is about $122 million last checked. And, and um, the Army Corps of Engineers came for about 65% of it. And we've gotten grant money for the rest of it. So it's just the timing of, of when these monies come in and, and grants being approved. But it definitely is going to create um, a lot of road rage. Well, and yeah, right. And I, I know that like a lot more. Yeah, they were going to start a, a con- more, they yeah. were going to start a construction project on Cedar there by Fourth Street where, by the school, and they like mm-hmm. started it and they put the cones out like the day school started practically. And I see those cones went away pretty quickly because it's just a nightmare there. And then I know they're talking about if you all know where um, Little America is, as you, you a lot of people get off at that exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's it's a train wreck with semis. Um, I don't like roundabouts, but I do think that maybe a roundabout near Harold Ranch Road and um, that Little America might be a better idea than, than, than semis crunching cars there. It is really busy and really bad there. It's good for the economy. We want, you know, people coming in and fueling up there, right. spending yeah. money. I, I, um, I've been a real advocate for, you know, like, let's get the JW Pal connection yeah. done, right? Uh, Lone Tree Overpass. That we are really close to, um, we are really close to breaking ground, I think, um, if I remember correctly, this fall, we've acquired, I think, all the properties now, and we've demoed uh, some of that area leading up to where the overpass will be. Um, and so when those things are done, it's going to be so great. But It's going to be misery until then. <laughs> it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, it will be. Well, what you should probably do, and then Rob's got a question for you, and then we got to take a quick break. Um, wait till 2030, because then 30% of the cars on Flagstaff's road will be electric vehicles, and they'll probably be smart cars, too, and we'll be able to guide you correctly. Just self-driving. Yeah. Right. Anyway, oh, right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. just put it off a little bit. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah, my thought, Lori, is, <laughs> is that um, the projects you were just talking about, the, the uh, Lone Tree Bypass and those roads, those are the things that should have been done first before we start screwing with the major arterials provide an alternate route a different way that we can get someplace and then go ahead and destroy downtown <laughs> but but doing oh, doing well at the same time <laughs> doing yeah. it the other way around doesn't yeah. make any sense at all it, it just no the, the, yeah. the, the timing and, and a lot of a lot of the rio de flag project which is really going to impact uh, that milton underpass under the the railroad tracks um, again, a lot of great will come out of it because it's redirecting the flood plains and, and will help mitigate um, a lot of future flood damage. But that they've been trying to get it going for, like I said, 20 years. And so when the moon and the stars finally lined up and the funding came through and the approvals came through and the agreements came through, it just so happened that the timing was as we were doing these other projects. And, you know, you know Jeff, you know how long it takes to get yeah. something from bond approval or approval um, at the city hall level to actually breaking ground is 
drives me crazy. It's decades. Oh yeah. There's, there's so. whole, whole new countries have been formed in, on, on planet earth <laughs> since that. Happened. All right, <laughs> yeah. let's do this. Uh, Lori, can you stick around for a minute? Cause I got a couple questions for you um, sure. on some water issues and some other issues when we come back. And I'd love to hear from you, Rob. I don't know if I threw out the email once yet. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Did I? Well, I don't think so. Yet. Talk no. with Jeff at iCloud.com. If you got any comments, um, desert gold exchange is a place where Angela and I have been buying physical gold and silver for years great company based right here in Arizona. They guarantee that you're going to get the lowest commissions, lowest fees out there. So that way you get more physical gold and silver for your dollar. Uh, so you can convert that dollar before they devalue it even more. Yeah. Right. I mean, cause it's just, what little left. yeah. Yeah. Because of um, Biden's shrinkflation. What was he saying? Yep, what was shrinkflation. he? Yeah. Last hour we played Biden's Treat Super Bowl things. message yeah. that he likes treats and ice cream and, and ice cream. And he's really mad at the companies for shrinkflation. It's, it's their fault. It's not the $10 trillion that he helped print. But anyway, Evil uh, that's why I like to own a little bit of physical gold and silver. Call Justin and his great team at 888-852-4343. 888-852-4343. Or go to desertgoldexchange.com. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, Rob, you know what I like? A good pizza. Yep. And you know, I like, I like a great pizza. And the best pizza is at Namarco's Pizza with three locations in Flagstaff. And um, I like the Gary's Pizza. That's a great special they've got there. Um, wings. Voted best wings in Flagstaff. Have you had their wings? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I really always good feel stuff. Like, there's a reason there's three of them. It's because they're so good. And I always so feel much like demand. people are watching me when I'm eating those wings. Because it's like, <laughs> just like. You're wearing them as much oh, as you're everywhere. Eating. Yeah, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. Anyway, I'll, get, I'll, I'll take a picture someday and embarrass myself. I don't care anymore. <laughs> anyway, Namarco's Pizza. Get a great pizza. Great wings. Uh, they got wine. They've got uh, craft beers. And they've got specials every day, you know, weekdays from. Um, 11 to 1. Did I miss the time? It might be 2. 11 to 2. Sorry, Dave, if you're listening. This is what happens when you're, my eyes are going. That looks like a 1. 11 to 2, Monday through Friday. Great lunch. You can get out of there like 10 bucks, Rob. Yeah. Which is amazing. great nowadays. It's getting harder and harder to do. Check them out. Namarco's Pizza. Namarco'sPizza.com. Wilson here with me. We're talking with uh, Flagstaff City Council member Lori Matthews. Um, Lori, was the last hour, Rob, we were talking about the sustainability department, and yes. they have a very nice presentation. Perhaps they've given it to you, or they did Yeah, but 5th of December council meeting, they presented Oh, they, they that did that. Yeah, it looked like yeah. a beautiful PowerPoint, and they have 11 full-time employees, and they consume 5% of the city's general fund budget, so it should be a good PowerPoint. But anyway, they're going, do you know, I, I, I'm sure you're aware of that, 5% of the general fund is going to the sustainability department? now that yes, that's how steep well you know just a few short years ago um they were newly formed and were a department and now they're a whole division which gives them um more seats at the table mm. and we'll see we're right in the middle of budget retreat negotiations so we've had a lot of presentations from different departments uh sharing with us their needs 
and their wants and their de- desires. And then April will kind of hear like the, the numbers right okay. now. It's just bodies and concepts. So we'll see the numbers, but it'll be an interesting uh, discussion because, you know, with the, with the state budget um, running a little short and we're trying to be money wise um, as best we can. Um, it, there was a lot of expression of, just making sure we're not uh, spending money um, frivolously. Willy nilly. Um, okay. Willy nilly. Well, I appreciate that. Lot. I appreciate that. And maybe yeah, dialing yeah. back, it's at 10 million a year now. Yeah, Lori, I, I suspect I speak um, for a lot of the citizens here in Flagstaff that while the sustainability impar- department is probably important and does some good work, um, we're, we're forming me, a sorry. new emergency <laughs> um, affairs department, too, in Flagstaff. And with all of the emergencies we've had with floods and fires and things like that, it would seem that would be a more logical place to be spending some of the well, city resources. Yeah, and you know, there's a, a newly formed group called uh, Flagstaff First, and they've been pretty vocal about uh, prioritizing um, flood, fire, and flood mitigation. And they have a petition request that I believe is going to be um, brought on the agenda in, in the coming weeks. And what they're asking is for fire and flood mitigation efforts to be a top priority in the carbon neutrality plan, not just mentioned. Yeah. And... Wow, have we received, you know, there's a core group of people that, you know, uh, believe that the earth is going to catch on fire in 2030 if we don't do all this stuff. And so they're really opposed to it. And for me, I think that it makes logical sense that um, we work on uh, climate change mitigation um, and but reduce fire risk and flooding risk. Um, as we are looking at different ways to um, be kinder to the to the um, environment and and go to EV vehicles and stuff, but I think that fire and flood is more critical and more important to the mass population here than uh, the other stuff. But you wouldn't know it, um, you right. know, if you went to some of our meetings. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's, that's a vocal, vocal, vocal crowd. Yeah, Lori, I, I I suspect that the museum fire released more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere than all the automobiles and Flagstaff um, for decades. Yeah. You know, when you burn for sure. Well, 20, that, happened in Cal- yeah, that happened in California. There, I read a report a year or so ago that said, with all the stuff that California does, the fires that they've had over the last couple of years has set them back 19 years in their efforts. So wow. you got to take care of, um, you know, our biggest carbon sink, capture sink, is the Ponderosa pine forest sure. and yeah. so we need to be healthy to that. yeah well, okay yeah. so we need to pay attention to that and I, I, I if you get the place the location of the gathering on 2030 when everyone's going to gather to watch the end of the world can you just let me know because um, I will. it's going to be a big day yeah. okay one more here when we only got a couple minutes left and we'll have to get you back on because i know this will take many many months for you to to hash out but uh consumers are strapped people are strapped in this country 60 plus percent living paycheck to paycheck um prices going up all the time um biden says it's shrinkflation in its corporations but anyway <laughs> water rate study is happening and is there going to be water rate increases is that another increase that uh, folks should be expecting um it it appears so tomorrow uh at our council meeting we'll have part two 
of, and they've had some um, community meetings, but last week uh, was a presentation on the um, increasing the capacity fees for water meters. And um, that got really intense, and so they postponed the other half of it, which will be tomorrow, to talk about the actual rate water usage study. And what gets it even more complicated is they they increase the rates on all the tiers from sewer, stormwater, and water use. Um, and so when you compile all that together and look at what your future water bill is going to be, and especially to our local businesses, um, I keep expressing big concerns. And yes, we have a lot of infrastructure um, projects that need to be done. Some of them have been on um, deferral for many years, but now it's an urgent matter and we've got to do it all. Um, they say, uh, last week I was calling in from my vacation, uh, cause it was an important meeting, but just the, uh, capacity fee increase for housing. Um, and of course they reached out to all the developers and the de- developers, housing developers said, well, we don't care. We'll just pass it on to the home buyer. Yeah which then goes back to the cost of housing <laughs> yeah. because because these rate increases will be about 10 grand more Whoa. Uh, than they are now. They're already 10 so grand. Uh, more though. No, no. And oh. so now the water rates, and we just, they just approved. I was one of two, uh, council member Miranda Sweet and I, last year were the two that voted no on the stormwater uh, fee increases. So that was approved and you'll start filling that effect um, this year. And they, they graduated over five years, but it's a lot. I, I can't mean, wait for that. Jeez. This is yeah, one step after another. The city's yeah. taking to make it more it's, it's, affordable. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I really feel be, between making it even more unaffordable to live here. Yep. I don't know how businesses are going to afford to stay in business here because the stormwater rate fees will, I know with my little nonprofit that I have, I'm looking at in a couple of years, my water bill going up in the stormwater rate part of it, four or $500. Yeah. And, so, and, and they wonder why it's so expensive out there. We'll just pass that yeah. on. Yeah. Just going to pass it on. Eventually you just can't pass it on. There's no one to pass it on left. All right, Lori, yeah. let us know um, what happens there because the last thing people need is another hit right now. I get it, costs have gone up, but everybody is spiraling out of control. We're in this cost and inflationary spiral right now. Uh, Lori, hey, I appreciate it. We'll get you back on real soon and, and um, always appreciate these updates. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Jeff. And any any of your listeners interested in just watching from the comforts of their home tomorrow, the uh, city council meetings are always online. Just go to the city of Flagstaff and go to streaming meetings, and they can watch the discussion and the presentation and all that. Okay. I'll, I'll try to get a link up there as well. All right, council member, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye. That one's like a popcorn one, Rob. We'll, yeah. we'll get... Um, you know that It'll one's be a heated discussion. Yeah, again. that and, that one's better than watching Biden yeah, do a Super for Bowl sure. thing. All right, yeah. hang tight. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble. Follow us there and on YouTube. Subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that.
You're listening to The Jeff Orovitz Show. This is The Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, welcome back. Hit the wrong button. <laughs> I'm having an elderly and forgetful moment or something. Let's play Biden again. Yep. We're laughing, and I don't mind sharing. Um, it's a little... Councilwoman um, Matthews was clearly on the schedule right there, right? You saw it. <laughs> and then we're doing our show prep. And I had the, the show prep done because we had already talked about what we we're going to. But I totally spaced it. And, you know, I have all, all our guests call in yep. because once in a while I space it. And, and um, yeah, it's it's one of those Mondays. That was funny. Yep. Glad so, we could have her. She's, yeah, I, she, she, that was a lot of good information there from Councilmember Matthews. And um, I'm having that um, elderly moment today, like like Biden, who last hour said, well, he didn't tell us, but during the Super Bowl, he was like talking about shrinkflation. They're making my ice cream. So he's really upset about the ice cream I shrinkflation. Is, and he's yeah. never, when's the last time Biden went to a grocery store? Yeah. In the 1970s when or he got into Congress? He even saw a carton of ice cream or, you know, whatever container it is. He yeah. served it in a nice bowl with a silver spoon. Yeah, that's literally that's probably, that's probably, probably. How, it, how it went. Um, hey, if you need new blind shutters or shades so that way you can keep the shrinkflation out of your home um, and the... I don't know. Bureaucrats with a clipboard that might show up yep. to, with random questions. Call the Blind Brothers. Get great new blind shutters or shades. You're going to work directly with them. They've got decades of uh, experience, and they lay out all your options. I know because I'm a customer of the Blind Brothers. They did a great job, installed all new blinds in our home and Flagstaff. Very happy with it. You should have them do the installation, by the way. Uh, mention to Jeff Orvich. You'll get half off installation. Do your neighbors a favor. Call the Blind Brothers at 928-634-2423. 928-634-2423 or go to theblindbrothers.com. Okay, and we talked about this last hour. Uh, the Arizona Republic compiled data, and they did a good job on this. They one. Did. I think they do it every year on public employees in the state of Arizona, what they make. I'll start with this, Robin, and you've got, I think, any you pulled up? Yeah. You yep. can sort this whole thing at azcentral.com. The highest paid state employee is uh, ASU's Head football coach, $3.9 million per year. $3.9 million a year of our tax dollars are paying the football coach at ASU. I guess, but there's probably revenue coming in for ASU's got a big audience. Right. Right. Is it worth it? I mean, he's 3.9, 2.6 for the men's basketball. Probably draws a lot at ASU. U of A, 2.4 million a year for the head coach for the men's basketball. Yep. $1.8 million for the U of A head coach football. Um, $1 million for the head coach for the women's basketball team. So that's kind of your top five. Last year, I, uh, last hour, I commented that I don't know how many people watch women's basketball. I'm not, and again, this is not, I don't want to get that email, Jeff, you're being sexist here, but one, it was $1 million. And it's like, is it that big of an audience? Right. That, that's... To war- I don't know. I don't have an answer for that, but I don't know. When's the last time you watched a basketball game yeah the, the, AS, U of a, the U of I mean the U of A football, football one is people are watching that well, yeah and basketball yeah but maybe I'm wrong maybe I, I'm out I of think touch we have it's to be careful possible. with the, the 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 pay for these athletic programs because oftentimes the programs themselves generate enough revenue to justify these kinds of paychecks yeah um, somewhere um, though that breaks down and you know the title nine requirements and things like that get us into a position where a coach is being paid far more than their particular programs bringing in. They're actually just 
you know, living well, off the rest of the programs. U of A is facing a $177 million budget shortfall. That's all? That's all. That, that shouldn't be bad. I mean, they're all college-educated people. They should be able to figure that out. Yeah, and now they're talking about, according to USA Today, in 23, the university overspent its athletics budget by $32 million. So maybe the salary was too much. Maybe. In comparison, it overspent about $61 million on all its academic units combined. So yeah, maybe wow. maybe they need to dial it back a little bit. A full one third of what they overspent was in athletics. Yeah, yeah. Something so, that something benefits pretty much. You know, like one tenth of one percent of the student population yeah, after yeah. college. Yeah, when did this? I, I mean, there's a few of those people that end up going pro, but the rest, yeah, are it's just entertainment and a hobby. It it is. And when did it get so out of whack that these universities got so big to begin with? And they can't dial back. Now, you got some other ones. Um, yeah, looking at NAU. I mean, oh, NAU, it would okay. be interesting to compare NAU to that. So the highest paid person at NAU is, of course, the president of NAU. That makes sense. That's typically what I would expect. Like, the that, president would make more than the head than the coach. the football coach, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, in the chain of command, you would think that would kind of be necessary. So, yeah. Um, Who hires the head coach? The president, yeah. I, it's I like, oh, you're going to pay you more than me? A so bit so more. He's, he's making 515000 now. I was surprised at the second highest paid person in AU. It's past NAU president, now President Amitria of NAU, Rita Chang. She's gone though, right? This Four, is from 2022, this data. But I should it, say. she made that year, according to this, $491,000. Oh, okay. At the same time, the president was making five hundred and fifteen. So is there some, is this the golden parachute for the, for the, uh, you know, university presidents? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. Now the head football coach at NAU, um, Christopher Ball for this year, um, that the stats are here. Two hundred and thirty-six thousand. Yeah, and again, this is twenty-two data, so there may be someone yeah. new, and so I just don't follow. So, in comparison to Arizona State, he, he's making forty times more. Smaller program, much way, yeah, smaller, way, small, yeah, way smaller program. Yep. Okay, so five hundred's the tops. Five hundred at NEU. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know what a president should make, but I mean, you have ASU um, Michael Crow, who most of you have heard that name, seven hundred seventy-one thousand dollars per year. I don't know if they put, because a lot of times in their contracts, there's all kinds of extra stuff too, though. And that's the difficult part about yeah. this. Like sometimes it can add up to many, many tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, <laughs> even beyond. things like university presidents, because there's yep. free housing. Housing allowance, car allowance. Travel allowance, yep. clothing allowances. Well, yeah, um, remember the former president at any year, she had all those um, first class travels, yeah. upgrades and stuff. That that was ultimately her downfall Yep. before um, the, the new one came in. Okay, um, how about, let's see. Um, now, we should look at Flagstaff. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, did, what? Let me read this to you. From the Republic, Tucson, Yuma County, and Flagstaff provided data insufficient to include in this compilation, reporters will include this data if and when the entities provide updated information. I guess I, I can put in an information request. So the city of Flagstaff, Flagstaff. But I do have Prescott. I do have Prescott. That was the only only northern Arizona city. And this, again, 2022 data. The city manager of Prescott is 225. But I can tell you there's more to it than that. Yeah. And the next employees down from that range from just shy of 200,000. And then there is a bunch of people in the hundred and fifty, hundred and forty thousand dollar range. Yeah, the director of recreation makes one hundred and fifty three thousand dollars. That's yes, I, director of recreation in Prescott, one hundred and fifty three five five nine. 
um, director of the library. Well, Flagstaff, you know, they just had that snap yeah. through the whole, you know, changing your name, of how minors. To, how to legally change your name without transgender. But, that, but Prescott, I don't think that's going on down there. I certainly hope not. But who the heck knows anymore? $152,250 if you're director of a library. Yeah. That's whatever happened to the days of. Um, and, and there's a lot of, if you go down the list, there's like 12,000 a year, 30,000, oh, yeah. 40,000. You know, why don't we maybe. I, I don't know. I want I want the streets plowed. That's fine. I want the trash picked up. What is, what's the pay discrepancy there versus the top? Because these guys always talk about the top. And when I was on council, it was always about everybody needs a pay raise. But then the people at the top get the higher percentage. The two hundred thousand dollar a year person give them five percent raise. And- whatever happened to the days of um, I'm just a, a government worker? You know, I don't make much money. I, I mean, this is this this is above way above median. And, salaries now and, and benefits and above corporate and and the reason that government jobs used to be not as highly sought after was it was simple you had the job security which you didn't get the pay all of the pay now you got there, it, it all. was a trade-off so now it's everything job security higher than pay that most of us are making out there M- more in the, in the corporate world in a lot of these yeah, cases and then um the benefits like I said, sometimes these contracts are like city manager will include cell phones paid for, housing is paid for, or there's a housing allowance, vehicles. Yeah. It's and, out of whack. So then you wonder what is how does all that play into our our local economy? And so I had I had filtered this for just the NAU employees mm-hmm. and started going page by page by page, trying to find how many people were above the median income of sixty five thousand dollars. That what it is in yeah. Flagstaff right now? Yeah. If there's a reason why it's expensive to live in Flagstaff, it's called NAU. It's all of those people that NAU pays way more, way more than the private sector than the private sector does that are driving all of those housing costs up. Was there a whole bunch over? Oh yeah, over six, pages yeah. and pages and pages. I thought it. I saw people, and I was looking at all the universities mm-hmm. that, like, professor or you know, um, this person under this person kind of thing was like two fifty a year, you know, three hundred a year. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. It, 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 it really is. You have to go way down that list to, to find the median income level. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, all of those people making that kind of money yeah. are what's driving the economy in Flagstaff. Um, they can afford the housing that the rest of us can't. And it's your tax dollars are using to pay for it. State of Arizona, the tops is 326 to be the RT chief investment officer. RT director, um, this retirement stuff is yeah. two eighty five. Um, medical, like the the people in the medical officer, two eighty. Um, psychiatric supervisor gets two hundred thirty one thousand dollars a year. This is state employees. Yeah, um, and on you and know, on. This reminds me of Doctor Fauci. Yeah, our, our favorite Doctor Fauci, highest paid seven hundred thousand dollars a year. He was making something like that. He was the highest paid federal employee. In uh, the he made more country. than the president. Yeah, oh, way more yeah. than the president. He, he's way. the highest paid federal so employee. He's the football coach of the federal government. Which sickens me because you think about people serving overseas. I mean, we just had the tragedy over in Jordan. And you mm-hmm. think about what people get paid to serve uh, and protect our country. And you compare it to someone like Fauci, who was just an egomaniac. Right. And nothing but bad advice during COVID, in my opinion. And is admitting it now. And is admitting it now, but what's the what's the recourse for that? Nothing. Can we have our $700,000 back no. per year times however many years he was there? Yeah. Or you got any more because we're getting tight? Um, That's uh, just an interesting list. There's a ton of stuff here. Yeah, I'm, I'm on page, uh, let's see, 57. 50, it just uh, goes on and on. 
Yeah, they've got like um, Tempe in there. They don't have any other northern Arizona cities, but they've got a lot of community colleges as well. Um, what is this? Uh, Gateway College down in um, the Phoenix area, for example. And yeah, they make about two hundred grand a year. I had to get to page sixty-seven of NAU employees. So, employee number one thousand three hundred and twenty-one before we got to the median income value. And what's that? That person's probably actually doing something valuable, though. Yeah, it, I don't it know. could be. Is it underwater basket weaving? Uh, assistant clinical professor. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I, Do you know what that means? Manager Center <laughs> Institute. You know, that... There and, you go. and these titles really leave you guessing as to, you know, what is the value what of whatever that do. position yeah. may or yeah. may not be. I, I um, can't believe the university bubble hasn't just collapsed don't, from Don't the forget, craziness. though, we used to pay... Uh, the NAU used to pay uh, Council Member Putsova $70,000 a year. Yeah, yeah, former council. Yeah, she worked there for a while. And, yeah. yeah. So maybe she still, still does. I don't know. Anyway, um... Maybe they should go, since they're, they're doing good, um, I'd head on out to the Rodeo Steakhouse in Williams, uh, beautiful Williams, Arizona. I, I love going out there. It's such a great, um, you know, western theme town um, with tons of stuff. Arizona. It's kind of original Arizona. It is. It's, I, it's I mean, more, it is well worth going out yeah. there. So, you know, you're, you're popping in 200 grand. You don't even have to pop in that because they got great specials, too. You go to the Rodeo Steakhouse, check out their salt and pepper steak. Uh, their ribs are awesome as well. Here's the address, 950 North Grand Canyon Boulevard. It's right there by the Ramada Inn, the Rodeo Steakhouse in Williams. Get uh, get some great food. Head on out to beautiful Williams, Arizona. Hang tight. Back in just a minute. podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show looks like i got in the wrong field rob yep If you work for the if you work for the government, it's that's the place Doing to be. Right. Now. Yeah, well, at some pay, levels, pay at some benefits levels, and everything else. Yeah, the, the 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 people thinking in cubicles seem to be making a lot more than the people actually doing stuff. Well, you unfortunately, know? yeah. No. I mean, that's that's how that's how it seems to be going. All right, Rob's got the great specials out there at uh, for for um, Valentine's Day coming up here in two days. So you still got time yep. for that big um, discount. Yeah. Um, Nine two eight five two six seventy nine hundred. Just call. Excellent. You, see, I, I he knows that right off top of his head, even yeah. on today. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even have to do multiple takes like Biden. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Can I did you imagine that how many takes take. that was. Ugh. Yeah, could you imagine if we had to do the show like Biden had to do that that thing that we played it in the would beginning be of the show? Five days of recording. Well, yeah, to we, we've one been doing show. this for five days. Yeah, we, that's why we're getting kind of loopy here towards the end. All right, Rob. Hey, I always appreciate it. Go out to Timberline, folks. Fun. It's a lot of fun out there, and, and you don't have to deal with the snow because there's the indoor shooting range don't buy a firearm says rob wilson a firearms owner until you come to timberline and try it first there you go try it before you buy it all right um tomorrow busy show as well mark out will join us hope you'll join me then and uh don't forget to subscribe to that pod podcast up at talkwithjeff.com everybody take care see you soon
Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orton Show. Portions of the show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. Remember to catch the podcast by looking up The Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area.